the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show on this Friday, November 3rd. You're listening to The Answer, 98.9 FM, The Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor filling in for The Bruce Hooley. And joined right now by Senator Teresa Gavarone. She's a member of the Ohio State Senate representing District 2. She assumed office in 2019, and her current term ends in uh, at the end of this year, or excuse me, at the end of December 2024. But she's declared her candidacy uh, again for that Senate seat, and we're honored to have Senator Gavarone. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you today, Senator? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. Uh, I'm going to ask it this way. What happens if Ohio Issue 1 passes on Tuesday? Ohio would have one of the most extreme pro-abortion laws in the, in the nation. And that's not really where we are as Ohioans. This, this constitutional amendment is so extreme. It's a bridge too far, even for pro-choice women. And pro-choice women traditionally have said, if it's legal, if it's safe, and if it's rare, I can be on board with it. But this goes beyond that, doesn't it? It absolutely does, and it it really undermines all the the safeguards that we have put in place. Uh, if you think about the legislation to protect the health and safety of a woman, those would be undone by this law. Um, for example, current laws in Ohio require abortion providers to explain procedure risks and ensure access to hospital transfer if needed. Um, these safety standards could be seen as a burden and then be eliminated, making it even less safe for women. Portion. I also read in, go, or excuse me, Governor, in uh, Attorney General Yost's legal analysis that the 24-hour law would be ripped down, um, laws prohibiting abortion because a child may have Down syndrome, that law would be ripped right. down, partial birth abortion yep. laws would be ripped away, and uh, dilation and extraction laws would be would be ripped off the books. Um, people in the press don't like to talk about that, but we need to. Um, well, let me ask this then. What happens, and, and, and then I'll have a follow-up on this, but what happens if Ohioans wake up and reject Issue 1 on Tuesday? What, what happens? If they reject Issue 1 on Tuesday, then we can continue working together to make sure we're protecting women, that we're protecting families. This amendment is so anti-parent as well. If you look at what this language does, I mean, it, uh, it, it takes away a parent's right. By using the language, every individual mm-hmm. has a right to make a decision to carry out their own 
reproductive decisions, they see individual. It doesn't say adult. It doesn't say woman. Uh, this could lead, <laughs> what this would lead to is, is minor children getting abortions without parental consent, without even notifying their parents on such a difficult and painful decision to cut people, cut parents out of these decisions. It's, it's unconscionable. It's terrifying. And, and the attorney general said parents' rights won't be guaranteed if issue one passes. And I've written right. several stories involving students and parents in Ohio schools right now where Title IX officers have interpreted legal guidance to uh, mean that if a student wants to identify as a gender opposite their birth gender, then mm-hmm. they can do that. And if a counselor says, you know what, mom and dad are kind of those radical, extreme Christian nationalists, we might want to keep it from them. Schools are actually doing that. I've written stories, terrible, terrible horror stories about students who became suicidal because they were gender transitioned for months without parental involvement or notification. So isn't it foolish for people to think that that's not going to happen if this passes? Oh, I mean, that's certainly uh you know, th- these kind of things are, you're seeing them happening now that that's going to continue. And this is going to be embedded into our constitution. I mean, it, it's really frightening. And I don't think it's where we are as a society here in Ohio. It's, it goes way too far. Wouldn't and, it? And oh, go to ahead. have it in our constitution. Oh, I was just going to say to have that in our constitution, it, it's just uh um, we need to do everything we can. It's written so broadly that people don't necessarily realize what this means. That's one of the unsettling parts to me. I have a friend I've had for several decades, and she's a professor at Ohio State University. And she's down there uh, you know, getting, getting young voters registered because she thinks she's protecting a woman's reproductive health. And it, it concerns me because what I've seen, and we've reported – is that uh, people like Hans-Jörg Viss, who is a a foreign national, funds these like uh, 1630 funds and they dump money in. And and then you have people who are selling this for what it isn't, calling it what it really isn't, and people are getting duped. And that to me is, is concerning, equally concerning, as you said, is that it's a constitutional amendment. And wouldn't it make more sense, Senator, for this to be hashed out in the legislative process with a statute where there's actually proponent and opponent testimony where people can hear live debates where lawmakers who are elected can go on record with votes. And if voters don't like it, they can hold them accountable at the ballot box. Wouldn't that make more sense? That makes that makes way too much sense. I mean, it certainly <laughs> is where we should be. We should be hashing this out. People should have an opportunity to provide testimony, um, to go through the legislative process, provide you know, input and a very public fleshing out of an issue before it goes for a vote. And then the voters can decide, um, you know, they decide whether or not their representative or senator is aligned with their views. They can you know, uh, elect new officials next time around if they don't like the direction. But to sit there and have foreign nationals come in and and hijack our constitution for their own gain, turning Ohio into into having some of the most liberal pro-abortion laws in the country. It's 
people need to to understand what this does and who's funding it. Do you think, Senator, do you think that part of the challenge is that this sounds so sensational, it sounds so dystopian, that it's almost unbelievable? It, it, I do think that's it. That's it. People, people need to read this very carefully and make sure they understand, um, w- you know, what this does by saying that uh, you can't burden or penalize or, or prohibit or interfere with, um, you know, an individual's right to an abortion. I mean, when you look at what that means and and all the legislation that's in place that's put at risk through this and really look at at what this means and what it does, if people understand it, this will be rejected because it's not where we are. To allow abortion up to nine months, a fully formed, viable baby to be aborted at nine months. That's what this would allow. Yes. And that's not where we are. And and frankly, that's not where 73% of Americans are, whether they're Democrats, Republicans, mm-hmm. or independents. They believe after the time that a baby can feel pain that there should be restrictions. This would take that away because of the broad language like burden. It's not defined in the amendment, so it will be interpreted. Mm-hmm. But speaking of language, I want to get to this. We've got about a minute left. Um, when sane minds prevail and take action, oftentimes the press and the Democrats go apoplectic. And that's what happened when the ballot board uh, took the language and and changed it a little bit to put on the ballot. And I want to make sure that I highlight that. The ballot language is, is a little bit different than the amendment. You didn't change the amendment, but tell our listeners why it was so important for the ballot board to make some of those slight changes. We've got about a, a minute here. Well, it's important that we're, we're summarizing the language so that when people – go to the ballot and they're, they're reading the language, they understand, um, you know, it, it, they have a summary, they have the language of the the ballot, and they also have the, the summary so they have a better understanding of what it is they're voting for. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this, you didn't, but I believe the word unborn child is used and mm. kudos to the ballot board because, Oh, after, after I think 15 weeks or, or 20 weeks, or whatever. I mean, look, we can talk about heartbeat. We can talk about point of pain, but at some point I have, I have a, a member of my family that was born just after 20 weeks, weighed a pound and a half. That child is now mm-hmm. in his twenties. So when somebody says to me at 20 weeks, well, that's just a fetus. No, it's an unborn child. And I think it's important that people understand that Senator Gavarone, we're out of time today. I'm so grateful that you joined us. I'm sure we'll have you back. Um, thank you for joining us today on the Bruce Willis Show. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That is a that's a state senator Teresa Gavarone, member of the Ohio State Senate, representing District Two, and unpacking uh, some of the scary aspects of Ohio Issue One. More on the other side of this break on ninety eight point nine FM, the Answer, the Bruce Willis Show. Hey, are you getting married soon and are you looking for a venue or do you know someone who is and you're helping them out? Make sure you check out the legacy on I'm in a cool spot with my wife. We own a business called red straw marketing and we get to promote and uh, run the day to day of the legacy on possum run. 
and it is Ohio's premier wedding venue. If you go to thelegacyonpossumrun.com, you'll be able to check out the three beautifully unique spaces that comprise the venue. You can also see the calendar and make sure that your special day is available, or maybe you love it so much you want to make it work in your calendar. Uh, Nonetheless, you can also see pricing right there on the website, nothing to hide. And there's a supply closet that you get to choose from. Maybe you need some centerpieces. Maybe you need some signs. Maybe you need some garland, whatever. There's a whole bunch of stuff, a pile of stuff you'll get to look at. And uh, you can see what Ohioans are raving about. Uh, Check out the legacy on possumrun.com. The legacy on possum run. Your legacy begins here. So um, week nine of the NFL, the Brownies will be at Cleveland taking on the Cardinals. They have a 78% chance of winning, which means they're probably going to lose. <laughs> That's a dyed-in-the-wool Cleveland fan for you right there. What do, what do you think, Alan? You, you, you <laughs> I had to laugh. <laughs> what, who are you picking? Who are you picking? Uh, you know, I used to care. I don't anymore. It's Since, probably better for your health. Um, but, and I'm a Browns fan. Sorry. So I, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing the Browns. Give me a, a give me a point spread. Browns by what? Two. Browns plus two. Okay. You ready for me? You ready for Mr. Sure. Negativity here? Sure. Um, the, Browns lose by a touchdown. Who's the Cardinals uh, quarterback? It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It could be my grandma, and and she's no longer with us. Isn't it? What's his name? The the short guy with the small hands that played uh, for Oklahoma. What's his name? Um, ah, I'm going blank. I think he even won a Heisman. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Now now I'm I'm searching it up. QB. Let's see. Arizona Cardinals QB. Yeah. No, I think I'm off. I think I'm off the mark there. Arizona Cardinals quarterback Clayton Toon. Nope. Seems confident he will play Sunday at Cleveland. Uh No. Who's the who's the other? Kyle, Kyler Ky- Murray? Kyler Murray. Yes, that's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, he he was uh, he was a stud in college. He, you know, he said he said some shining moments in the NFL, but I think he's injured, right? He's like on the practice. I believe squad. so. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is how closely we follow it, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I follow it closely enough to go, "Hey, Stefanski, stop being cute. It's third, short yardage. Give that ball to that Kareem Hunt guy that's been averaging six yards a carry and put the game. Well, there's an interception, run and you ball. lose one you should have. You should have won. Run, forest, run. Run, forest, run. All right, so since you're on, let me ask you this. Buckeyes are on the road, and Piscataway, New Jersey, uh, taking on the Fighting Shianos. I, I mean the uh, <laughs> Rutgers uh, Knights. Uh, Buckeyes have an 88% chance of winning. Who, who do you have in that one? Okay, they should win, but these are the games that scare me the most. Shiano's a former coach at Ohio State. And he has them 6-2. and two. They're bowl eligible. He's turned the program around again because I think this is the second or third iteration of Shiano football at Rutgers, something yep. like that. They keep chopping wood. Yep. Um, so they should win and should win fairly handily. Their defense is better. Ohio State's defense is better. Yes. But Shiano is a defensive coach himself. So, I mean, I've seen anywhere between 31 to nothing, 31 to 6, you know, 31 to... 14. I can't imagine the Buckeyes giving up 14 points with that defense, you know, as well as they played against quote unquote better teams, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. So I don't know. I, I always want the Buckeyes to win, even though I got upset with them when they started wearing that equality on the back of their helmet. Yeah. That season that really frosted yeah. my cookies. Well, look, the Ohio State University 
It ain't what it used to be. It's not it's not your parents or grandparents university. My high school football coach, his very first job after being a GA under Woody Hayes was my high school. Okay. And he changed our program in the four years he was there. Yep. It's not that this is not the Woody Hayes era anymore. Unfortunately, uh-huh. this is uh woke is a joke, Ohio State University. It's hard for me. I'm a I I'm a dyed in the wool Buckeye fan. I you know, I remember the Chris Spielmans and the Chris Carters and you know, it's 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 a habit that dies hard, mm-hmm. and to me, it's it's one of the uh, one of the guilty pleasures that I have. I love college football. I do too. I love high school football. Do you think name, information, and likeness uh, has changed it a little it. bit? Yeah. Ruined it. I've, yeah. And I'm not the only one. I've got some friends who, off the record, who are press people. They don't like it either. I think the first question players ask is, how much can I get yeah. if I come there? Yeah. Not, you know, do you run a spread? Do you run a, uh, you know, I don't know, pro or con offense with a with a running attack? What, what do you run? What can I get? Tails wagging the dog right now. That's right. Amen to that. Speaking of the tail wagging the dog, um, you know, the press. Nice segue. <laughs> yeah, nice segue. The press trying to, trying to wag uh, politicians into shape here, um, which, frankly— should be the case if it's a press that is a purveyor of truth and honesty and after facts, but if it's a press that's uh, aligned and ready to spit propaganda, then that's that's a bad formula. Uh, Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose under fire um, for taking election integrity measures. Imagine that. Uh, LaRose is defending his decision to recently purge thousands of voter registration records that have been inactive for four years and have failed to update within that time. Now, one of the things that will get you kicked off the list is if you've been inactive for four years and you don't update your information. LaRose said, I'll never apologize for protecting the integrity of Ohio's elections. It's the law. It's my duty. He wrote that in a social media post uh, from Tuesday. We removed registrations that have moved or died, or registrants, not registrations or registrants, that have moved or died, haven't voted in their registered address for four years, haven't responded to multiple rounds of warnings that they're eligible for removal. They meet all three criteria. Well, you know, and it's funny because the Democrats are are like up in arms. And the Democrats are the party that says no one's above the law. You'll love this. You'll love this, Alan. Um, LaRose said, I got to find it. Um, something along the lines, it's fitting that liberals are trying to help dead people vote on Halloween. <laughs> you got to keep, you got to keep those registrants uh, active, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, how else can they vote? <laughs> you know, if they're not active, come on, if they're not in the registration role, how can they sign their name? How can they show identification? Come on. Let's get serious here, folks. Well, and, and, and frankly, election integrity is something that should happen. And, and if you're not responsive to inquiries, if you haven't been active for four years, uh, you know, or if there's a death record, a death certificate, you should probably be taken off the list. And I think the question is it, it begs the question, if you're a liberal and you're saying, why would you take that person off the off the voting rolls? My question to you is, why do you want the dead person on there anyway? What what what, what what's that serving? Is, is that the um, vote early, vote often <laughs> formula for victory? Um, so he said, you know, 
Bride Rose Sweeney, Democrat, said, I'm calling on the secretary to reverse this voter purge and pause it for all 88 counties. Are you surprised by that, Alan? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I guess you have to define what's what do you mean by dead brain dead it, in it, this case? It, it depends what is is. That's right. Doug, going on. <laughs> Stay tuned to 98.9 FM. The answer to the Bruce Willis show more after the break. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 